Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Radio. Anyway, here's your host, Eric Podcast, the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every weekday at about this same time. I'm not going to lie to you. There was some uh, absolute panic, uh, I don't know, two minutes ago when I was seated in here. And then I hear, Where are my keys? Where are my keys? Now, the first thing I always do is I'm like, Well, this is my fault. This is my fault. It always is. I know I did this. I just always feel guilty, you know, as soon, and then I'm like, I couldn't tell you what I had for breakfast, uh, let alone tell you where your keys are. She's, you know, she looks kind of hot because, you know, she's got this stern look on her face, but she's all, she's all, you know, uh, absolutely ravishing and beautiful as she always is, but she looks uh, a little bit pissed off. You know, and uh, so I'm like, oh, my God, please just kick me in the balls and throw me on the ground and sit on my face or something. I don't know. But uh, no. Uh, where where are the keys? I'm like, uh, I have no idea. And then I I, 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 uh, I rack my brain and I'm like, um, let's see. They you and I went out to Daisy just came in here. That's why the door opened. Uh, you and I went out to uh, uh, the we, we went out yesterday and we uh, left. Walked away. You 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 locked the car. I remember you had the keys. So I'm like, oh good, I'm I'm okay. And then she's like, no 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 no. Because when we pulled in, I put them in the cup holder and you grabbed them. And I'm like, oh no, she's got me. Shit, how does she always remember this stuff? So I'm like, oh fuck. <sighs> okay. Um. And then I like turn my back and this is in the um. Uh, you know, in in our bedroom, and then I turn back around. She's gone. She's vanished. Somehow, she's uh, just uh, uh, absconded. I don't know. And then um, all of a sudden, I I follow her down, but she's vanished. And then I go, "Did you find him? Did you find him?" And then I hear, "She got him. She got him." It's the NFK, and I'm like, ah, "Okay." Uh, and then um, I'm like, "Well, are, are you sure?" He goes, "Well, she walked out the door." Uh, look, that doesn't necessarily mean she found them. And then sure enough, I hear the garage door open. I hear the car start up. It's like, it's, it's, my God, why would you uh, not let me know that you found them? But uh, she's gone. I see uh, the usual smart asses implying uh, I should have a key rack. That's uh, our very own Ghislaine Maxwell, the Duchess of New Jersey. You hang the keys up. Yeah, 
We have a place where we keep our keys. You're not that brilliant, Ghislaine. Okay? Uh, We just don't put them there. So, okay. I swear to God, that all happened like a minute and a half ago. Right at the start of the show. Ghislaine, why are you calling Kate from New Jersey, Ghislaine Maxwell? Well, she and Dean are the Jeffrey Epstein slash Ghislaine Maxwell of the audience. After the disgusting performance by Dean yesterday on the show, uh, treating my nieces like shit and saying horrible things about them, that all came out. I don't think we'll have a problem anymore. And then Ghislaine uh, getting on the phone with me and saying, oh, no, no, that was all acceptable. That was appropriate. That was all good. So these two are no doubt sex traffickers of children. We all know it. That's what we're dealing with. And uh, that's so now they are known as the Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell of the show. Dean still convinced he's right, says they loved it. This is a, this is a sick couple right here. Okay. These two are disgusting individuals. They loved it. No one, no one loves it. When you're talking that there's definitely zero satisfaction. Hang on. I got to get that door. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Daisy. All right. So welcome into the Eric St. Show podcast from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. You know, Baldwin Ace Hardware is uh, is is right up north there. So when you're headed through that uh, neck of the woods, make sure you drop in and say hello to my friends at Baldwin Ace Hardware. A beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. The show happens each and every morning on Twitch right here, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or twitch.com slash Eric Zane Live, Eric Zane Live, all one word. That's when you can uh, interact with me via the uh, chat and have a great time. That's uh, all part of it. If you would, whether you watch it or not, please go to uh, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live and follow the page okay i really appreciate that the twitch stream is brought to you by irvine's auto repair grand rapids hybrid and ev dear meathead happens tomorrow just like that we are approaching midweek uh please send questions along for uh my 87 year old father to eric at ericzaneshow.com that would be very sweet and uh well have read the questions too dad and then uh, we're off and going on another edition of Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. Okay. Update on the Great Food Giveaway 2, which happens Thursday, December 23rd, in front of Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Tentatively, 3 p.m. start time. We'll be handing out food to, uh, to people who, uh, well, they, they could use it. All right. One less thing to worry about, spreading good cheer along with the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance will be there in addition to the uh, human food we put in people's cars that need it, uh, pet food as well. Um, We earned yesterday $0. We still have $3,656.79 in hand right now. 
Uh, roughly 3,300 of that will go towards the purchase of all of the food that we will be giving away. Anything left over will be sent along to our friends at Kids Food Basket. If you want to help on Venmo at Eric Dash Zaitunian. That is my wonky last name. Eric Dash Z E I T U N I A N. PayPal at Eric Zane Show. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I might be kicking Daisy out of here because she sounds like a freight train at my feet. And it's always like, hey, uh, we can't hear her, Eric. Yeah, I know. But one of my uh, big pet peeves in the world is snoring. I hate snoring. If I am in the room with someone snoring or a pet, I'm stressed. I don't like it. There was one moment, as much as I hate to mention him, uh, fucking free beer snores like a freight train. At least he did back then. We were in uh, some town, one of those fucking market visits, or it was those stupid radio camps, which I hated. Yeah, we got to go to radio camp. What is it? Yeah, but we sit down and uh, jack off other radio shows. Oh, God. And this fucker, we were uh, we hadn't yet uh, gotten to a point where we could afford our own room, so it was me sharing the room with that fucking bitch. And he snores like you would not believe. And I actually, I got up, and then I'm like, uh, well, what do I do, sleep in the bathtub? I, I just got up. It was like 1 in the morning. And I wandered down to like the lobby, sitting in a chair, trying to get comfortable. It was impossible. That what that you fucking a man. Yet another reason to hate that guy. Holy shit! I fear for his 18th future wife. Okay. <sighs> Great flooring giveaway uh, happens. Um, I will name the next recipient on Monday. This com- uh, so in just under one week. If you still um, would like to uh, write in a recipient's email, that could be you or someone you know, don't be shy about it. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. O'Neill, update. I talked about this on the Patreon yesterday. I do not F around when it comes to, I notice something on my dogs. Anything at all, they go right to the vet. I I do not dick around. And uh, I noticed a lump on his back. So I'm like, all right, well, that's it. Reason why is because every time that I have, I notice something on the dogs and then I take them in, it always works out to be something bad. Like that would kill them. And Diana always says, oh, they're fine. And then they're, they wouldn't be. If I didn't take them in and go with my instinct every time, we would have no pets. All right, all of these dogs and cats would be dead. I talked about this yesterday in the Patreon. So, like, Daisy, she had that big lump on her leg, and it appeared out of nowhere. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. Let's take, no, maybe we should wait. They, uh, they, they, they take a needle, and then they poke it, and then they draw a little bit of it out. And then they look at it under a microscope. They come walking back in. They go, yeah, that's, that's cancer. That is, those are cancer cells. And they're like, oh my God. I'm like, wow. So that was immediately caught, removed, no problem, no radiation needed, no, uh, no special medicine for the dog because it was caught so early 
because of America's greatest pet owner. That would be yours truly. So if I detect anything, boom, they're going to the vet. And now Bruce, I'm like, holy shit. Oh God. So, uh, um, good news, good news. Everything's fine. The, by the way, um, this is, um, they just added a new, uh, vet at animal medical center of Wyoming where we've been taking our pets for years. And, uh, this is a free sponsorship mention for you. I get, I get no money for this. Um, it's a little bit more expensive than uh, the ghetto vet that you take your dog and cat to. But uh, this is the premier place for pet care. Okay. Um, it doesn't, okay. It doesn't smell like a big bag of piss and shit when you walk in there. That's the first thing you'll notice. And, oh my God. The thoroughness of these people. Incredible. So. O'Neal is always happy and dopey. You know, he has no idea that he's in a place that bad things happen to animals sometimes. No idea. And so he's just looking around, you know, and he's hitting me with the paw, with his big giant tennis racket-sized paw, playing with me. Like, hey, buddy. And then these two really nice ladies, the tech and the actual vet, forget her name, Dr. B something. Begins with a B. And, uh, and and he's just like, oh my God, girls! I love girls so much, girls, 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 and uh, and they're they're just loving him up. And he just got a bath, so he's all soft and smells good, and it's just perfect. And he's giving him the paw, and they're giving him treats, and they're like, oh, buddy, she does a full exam on him, and and it, it's awesome. And she goes, okay, well, I'm gonna take him in the back, and the same thing we did with Daisy. I'm gonna take a little bit of that, a little sample of what's on his back, and uh, I'll let you know. I'm like, oh God, fuck, I'm nervous. Bring him back about 10, 15 minutes later. He's stressed. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. He stabbed me in the back. You won't believe it. it's terrible. Holy shit. And, uh, you know, she goes, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't get anything out of that. It appears to be like solid. I am 99% sure this is nothing bad, but I don't know what this is. Eric. She goes, so, uh, I want you to come back in a few weeks and we'll check it again. I go, okay. She goes, it looks to be some type of inflammation. It might be a Dr. Pimple Popper size zit. It's red too. So now I don't, I mean, I hate those things, those videos. Some of you sick bastards watch those videos. Who knows what it is at this point, but he's fine. So that was a, that was a great relief. $130 later. Uh, there is a Frenchie meetup today. Uh, sat, wait, Sunday. Frenchie meetup. It's been a while since we've gone to the Frenchie meetup. Bruce will go. He's got its costume. It's Christmas costume contest day. He is a reindeer with an actual Santa on his back. Can you imagine? I'm stoked. I'm talking hate listeners. I receive correspondence. Okay, I talked about on Reddit Sticks Swim Champ. That's his stupid Reddit name. Tough guy to figure out. He's he's talked shit about me, but I'm like, uh, I can't figure out if you. I'm pretty sure you hate listen. In fact, I know he hate listens. And uh, he weighed in with correspondence because you heard me talking about hate listeners. That that actually is a thing. People listen to the show. 
because they uh, because they hate it. And um, I can't say that I do that right now. Um, he writes, I heard your podcast from the other day. You called me out by name as a hate listener. I don't know if I'm a hate listener exactly, but I can call in if you have a number. And I wrote, sure. The reason why I said that is because you you indicated on a post that you do, that you hate listen. I pay close attention to those things, and I do. I absolutely do. Why? You know, of course. Anybody who says, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't care about that. I don't, uh, you know, I don't even bother. That's, that's a lie. That's a lie. They, everybody does. Everybody loves to see. Um, they love to be a fly on the wall and see what others are saying about them. That is uh, anyone who denies it is a liar. Okay. Everyone looks at this. Anyone who does what I do pays attention to that shit. I go so far. I used to really let it, it, it really used to bother me, but now I find it um, less of a problem. I've, after being exposed to so much hate in the past two weeks, since I blew up St. Gasman, um, I, it's not that much of a problem with that brainwashed bunch of fucking idiots. I wrote back, I go, you should be on my show 8 30 AM today. Send me an email and I will send you a link or give me your email here. You can even keep your camera off if you don't want to see, if you don't want me to see your face. I would love this. Uh, have I heard from him yet? Let's see. No. A lot of these people get super shy. You know, talk shit. You say, all right, well, come on, let's talk about it. And then they get really, really, really shy. Happens quite regularly. Um, a person named Kenny, not the Kenny, not video game Kenny, not my back Kenny. A uh, different Kenny. Uh, Kenny who doesn't spell his name weird. He writes, I am, he, I know I was asking for hate listeners for me. Okay. He listens to me, but hate listens my old show. He and he's telling me about it. Well, I mean, I don't, uh, anytime anyone wants to tell me something shitty about the Free Beer and Hot Wings show, well, I am, I am all about that. I am not above that. Saying you're being petty. Yes, of course I am. Why wouldn't I? Eric, I am almost at the stage of hate listen. To free beer and hot wings. I've been listening since the arrival in Grand Rapids in 04. This current show sucks. Now, I'm going to interrupt his own, his email. Many people love the show the way it is. You're going to get a mixed bag. Uh, they are getting a lot of new listeners. Okay, they're what you call like uh, turning over the audience. A lot of the audience that liked the old show won't listen to the new show. They are attracting like the Ace and TJ audience now, which is another radio show that theirs is currently crafted after. 
um, young uh, 30 and under women is what the target audience is now for that show. That's what they're actually striving to get. And so you're going to get a lot of people like Kenny here, like, well, wait, what, what am I even listening to here? This is what they're trying to do. I know this. This current show sucks. Three people, three people should have mics. Free beer, hot wings, and Joe. Steve, no. Kelly, God, no. That hypocritical hippie annoys the fuck out of me. This guy does not like the young lady on the show. Around the room is fucking horrible. The only one that makes that segment funny is Joe. Hot wings cannot complete a sentence without laugh talking. One poop joke and the show turns into a Bob and Tom laugh track. They have been on autopilot since Kelly arrived. I think I only listen now because I have been for 17 years. I find myself laughing at how bad it is uh, and not entertaining. The fact that nothing has been said since the Ashley interview tells you everything you need to know about that show. Stay out of trouble, punch in, go home, wash, rinse, repeat, and the content over the last three-ish years reflects that. Sign, Kenny. Okay? The focus of my hate listening segment was not about them, but if, again, if you want to talk about them and say something shitty, I am I am uh, very receptive to that. Still no email from Sticks Swim Champ. What are you doing? It's a perfect opportunity for you to get on here and talk to me, and I get nothing. I am expecting to hear from one big dick Donnie Veltman at 9 a.m. Some very exciting things are happening with Full House Comedy, and um, I, I'm just really proud of him because this guy has taken a absolute beating since the pandemic and since those pieces of shit at a funny business agency uh, bent him over the bar stool and just uh, rocked his world by pulling the rug out from un- under him and saying, hey, we're not going to book shows for you anymore. But he has done an amazing job, an amazing job uh, keeping things uh, happening under the umbrella of Full House Comedy and even expanding. More on that in a second. I haven't really greeted you all. Patriot Nick, Tarantula Farmer. The Duchess of New Jersey. Adam. What's up? JDB3304. I wish I knew who you all were. I cannot remember. I may have learned at some point. Uh, Stevie breathing a sigh of relief when uh, because her boy O'Neal is okay. Uh, Patriot Nick says, the amount of money you've spent at this vet, they better name a wing of the hospital after you. I kind of want to um, bang on their door and say, can you just tell me, am I or am I not the 
biggest spending customer of yours. I have to be, right? Six pets. Jesus. Uh, let's see. The Armenian symbol maker Zildjian says free beer is America's greatest husband, while Eric is, uh, is America's greatest pet owner. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate that. And he should be happy that you gave him a compliment, too. He is a great husband. I wonder if he ever feels bad about saying that on the radio. I'm a great husband. We used to have moments on there when he would, he in particular, would make jokes about the members of Bob and Tom getting divorces. And they don't really do a thorough check of their content when they make their best of bits on the weekend and shit. You know one is going to slip by the goalie where Freebeer is attacking Bob and Tom because they got divorces or something like that. You know that's going to happen. Oh, God. You have become them. Well, not, not exactly, because some of their content is funny. So there's that. But you guys laugh too much at your own shit. Way too hard. Well, we're having fun since you left. Okay, I've got some show and tell, and then I have a live cameo to do. Normally, I do the live cameo late, but I'm going to do it early today. Fucking Nick. forgot all about this. Um, so I talked about yesterday how, um, Kevin Kuypers was at Bosco's pub with his mother and father over the weekend. I walk in there and I'm like, oh my God, familiar faces. Kevin, what you see? Kevin, go in there and molest your mom. Well, this is awesome. This is so much fun. I'm so happy. Say hi to his mom. She indicates she's listened, and I'm like, please, I hope you did not listen to that that clip right there. Kevin, go in there and molest your mom. And then I look at the dad, and I'm standing up, and they're just finishing a meal. I didn't want to stay too long. You know, they, they're drinking. Hey, good to see you. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Um, then I got bored. My ADHD, and I said, I got to go. But I took one look at the dad, and all I could hear was, I've got two tickets to paradise. The dad looked just like Eddie Money, but not young Eddie Money, like on the cover of the No Control album, okay? Like Eddie Money, uh, who's drunk, uh, or, or, you know, maybe... Maybe late in life, Eddie Money. This is a horrible thing for Kevin Kuyper's dad. But uh, here you go. This is this, this is what I was talking about. Look at this. Kuyper's dad. Does he not? This is side by side. Thank you to Pellerito. Uh, the one with the light background uh, is, is, is Kuyper's dad, in case you don't know. To me, separated at birth. Look at these two. My God. If you put Eddie Money's long dyed hair onto Kuiper's dad, I mean, tell me that that's not him. Motherfucker. All he has to do is start singing No Control or some shit or uh, Give Me Some Water. 
And uh, he, if he would have grabbed the mic right there, and or I, I could have said, ladies and gentlemen, here at Bosco's Pub, we have a celebrity amongst us. Ladies and gentlemen, you thought he was dead this past year. No, no, no. Eddie Money. I got no control. No control. No control. No control. I don't know. Maybe I'm off on this. Uh, the Armenian symbol maker says he's about 50 pounds heavier, though. What a come on now. Weird. They look alike, but I think in that picture, Eddie Money is probably 75 years old. Kuiper's dad is like 30. I told you. I was, that's what I got into the show yesterday. I said, oh my God, he absolutely looks like him. So thank you to Pellerito for giving me the side-by-side. So uh, Eddie Kuypers is now his name. I have more show and tell to share with you. I can't remember if I even talked about this. But the fucking Keurig coffee maker at our house, you, you put the water into it and then... Uh, but, you know, what always happens is the NFK, after he uses it, he doesn't like just use it and walk away. He wants to be helpful and he fills it up. But he fills it up to the absolute top. And I don't know how he does it without it making a mess because there's never le- ever a pool of water around the coffee maker. But if you were to get down to a microscopic level, the water level is at the absolute top of that reservoir, and then you put the lid on top of it, but it's not sealed or anything. So if you even move that thing in any way, a a, a fucking Poseidon Adventure level uh, wave is going to come out of that thing and just go all down the side, onto the counter, go underneath the fucking thing. Then you have to lift it up. The bottom is wet, and it's hard to wipe that off because it's fucking heavy. And you got to lift it. It's a pain in the ass just because he fucking fills it up too high. I say, hey, buddy, how are you? Not bad. Well, can you do me a favor? Don't fill the Keurig up to the very top. Give me a little room here, like an inch or two. Because when I move it, the water comes flying out of it. Okay. And every time he does, okay, he actually says it like that. Okay. That's, I'm annoyed that you're telling me what to do. Suck my dick. That's what he's saying. Okay. He might as well just say, hey, why are you always fucking bitching at me? And I just get the impression that it just didn't stick. Like the first time I asked that fucker to wipe his hands off, uh, wipe the peanut butter off his hands before he touches the cabinet after when he's making a fucking sandwich, that didn't stick. And he went, okay. I had to get the fucking proof, take the picture of the cabinet the next time he did it with that all. Remember all that peanut butter on there? And I showed I go, dude, this is what you're doing. Jesus Christ. He didn't sound British. So, okay. Now, I didn't want to go the route of taking a picture. But what I did do yesterday, when it happened again, or Sunday, lifted the reservoir out after it makes a huge mess. I dump it out and then... I went over and I got a couple of Sharpies. Okay. And this is what I did to uh, make this point. 
This is what I did on the side of my Keurig. I actually drew a fill line. Yes. My God. So up here, this is where he fills it. See that, that crevice right there and this line? That's where the lid meets the reservoir. The water comes flying out of here, runs all, cascades down all over my countertop. So I'm like, all right, I need to make this more. I need to amp up my game. I drew a line in blue and red Sharpie across with the words stop in giant letters with an exc uh, exclamation point and arrows. Another word stop underneath it. This is what I have to do. I need to take pictures of cabinets with peanut butter on them and show this fucker. I need to actually make uh, a lot. If you're him, if you're him and you see that, you have to be like, God, he thinks I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Kyle says, this is confusing. How is anyone to know when to stop putting water in? You got to be kidding, right? Oh. My life. My life in the Eric Zane Show podcast household. Adnan says, I'm convinced he's just messing with, with you at this point. My house could very feasibly be uh, just notes everywhere. A big sign on the toilet, clean off shit. Um, you couldn't print a sign on the computer. Your handwriting is atrocious. What, what, what do you... What the fuck? Is it supposed to look good? It's S-T-O-P. Uh, what is, are you expecting calligraphy on the side of it? And, and, and I had to color it practically on the side of a Keurig reservoir. Can you not? Okay, let me ask you this. Schaefer, can you read it? Yes or no? Cedar Springs, it might be no. But if it is Yes. The next question. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Is the point made? What? Seriously. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yes. Uh, yes, we are. You need to make it look good. No, it doesn't need to look good. I'm not care about that. Just kidding, man. Easy trigger. Oh, shut up. Shut your mouth. You should try to write nice and neatly. Now you guys are actually trying to piss me off. Just shut your mouths, okay? Shut up there. Holy shit. All right, let's do a cameo. Cameo for Nick. Last week, I don't know what podcast it was, whether it was this one or the Patreon. The amazing story about how Michigan now, uh, coming up in May, I learned, every single uh, person who owns a car is going to get a $400 rebate check for auto insurance. And um, I pointed out that uh, this is another great effort by the governor of Michigan. Um on, honestly, one of the greatest uh, um, jobs at being governor ever in the history of the United States has been uh, this display put on by uh, Governor Whitmer. First of all, 
uh, all of the um, stay uh, shelter in place orders, which should still be in place now, um, were enacted by her. And uh, if it wasn't for the stupid legislature neutering her, uh, we would be in a lot better spot health-wise with this ridiculous pandemic. Uh, right now, the center of the pandemic universe is not some shitty third-world country. It's Michigan, USA, because of all of you morons. All right? That's the truth. And, um, you know, great resistance has been met because from all of you liberty-loving patriots and uh, she has effectively been uh, snipped of her powers, and that is unfortunate. So I talked about that as well as uh, the amazing effort by her to uh, uh, rebate us all this money, $400 per vehicle. That is spectacular. And then right away, all of you uh, a flag-waving, let's go, Brandon Dicks. Then dropped, well, yeah, it's an election year. Right. Exactly. Yes, that's what you do. You do try to get reelected. So I'm just so happy that we have this election year. Remember, um, vote Whitmer. Everyone within the sound of my voice must vote for Gretchen Whitmer. There is a smell of dog fart in this room that is distracting me as we speak. I bring all this up because asshole Patriot Nick gave me $15 uh, as he writes, cameo roasting stretching Gretchen Whitmer. You dick. Hello, Nick. I am here to talk about Gretchen Whitmer. What a piece of shit this beast is. Oh, my God. Doesn't she know that I love freedom and my body, my choice? No one is going to tell me, a stupid fuck, what to do with my body. Because I am a liberty-loving, knuckle-dragging, giant-toothed, bark-gnawing son of a bitch. Okay? If I want to not put the vaccine in my body, I should. No pain in the ass, piece of shit, bitch governor like Gretchen Whitmer is going to tell me what to do. Okay? Let's go, Brandon. She sucks. And I'm not buying any of this nonsense during an election year about her giving me a rebate. This is just an attempt by her communist Hitler-loving ass to win my vote. When I get together with boring Dean and Patriot Nick and sit around with Dean and objectify five-year-old girls, we then follow it up with hate speech about Gretchen Whitmer. Later on, we're going to meet at the vacuum repair store and plan our next move about what to do with her and my stupid butt-fucking militia friends. Okay, remember, don't vote for Gretchen Whitmer coming up in the next election. Fuck everybody and fuck you. I am here to talk about Gretchen Whitmer. Asshole.
hope you're happy with yourself. <sighs> well, there you go. Remember, this show is uh, also part of, uh, has a place on Facebook. When I am allowed to post uh, shut down for another 30 days, I'm probably like 15 days into the punishment. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. I love posting on Facebook. It really pains me that I can't contribute. Also, Zaniacs United is a fan-driven page. Thank you to those folks who put that in place. Uh, just go to Zaniacs United on Facebook. Say hello and say, I want to join. I want to say bad shit about people. Uh, it's all there. Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Thank you very much. And, of course, um, YouTube, brought to you by the Mario Flores. Nope. YouTube, brought to you by Frank the Tank Fuss, licensed independent insurance brokers slash agent, 616-914-4070. The open of the show. All of that, including Kevin Kuyper's dad looking like Eddie Money. is brought to you this time around by J.M. Synthetics. Give the gift of Amsoil for Christmas. Go to jmsynthetics.com, shop by product, shop by piece of equipment you're buying for, truck, heavy-duty, whatever, ATV, snowmobile, chainsaw, it's all there. Pick out what you want. Call or text Jason, 616-747-0233. 616-747-0233 for J.M. Synthetics. Thank you so much to them. If you want to give somebody a gift of lube for the holidays, jmsynthetics.com and everything that you buy from J.M. Synthetics, 5% of that cost gets returned to the great food giveaway number two. That is so kind. Thank you, Jason. I just got another $50 donation from him because of purchases made by all of you. 616-747-0233. A&E Heating and Cooling reminds you that it is never too late to get your furnace tuned up. Oh, man. You're waiting on the first bill from the gas company. It's going to be Steve. Steve, 616-51. I said Steve. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. Um, when you get that thing tuned up, it'll be running much more efficiently than what you have had. So even if it's just one year, if you got it tuned up last year but not this year, it's going to drop efficiency because it spends all the cold months, you know, burning things in there. And that leads to soot dust, debris, uh, kind of piling up on various sensors and things like that. It, it's just kind of a shit show. Uh, you need it cleaned, okay? 616-516-8579. And if you ever need an after-hour service call, this is who you reach out to. And if you need a new furnace installed, they will install a Comfort Maker brand, which is the best in the business, the Cadillac, if you will, in the industry. Stand by. Uh, meet me at Bosco's Pub. That's where Eddie Money hangs out. Go there for the amazing burgers. Holy cow. I am not kidding you. 
Just absolutely incredible. Zeke is the chef. And Zeke just crushes it, man. Uh, first of all, when you go there and you get a drink, um, you take one sip and you go, wow, this is a drink. This is no weak-ass shit that you're going to get at one of the other restaurants in town with a pre-measured pour. No. It's stiff. Like Dean's dick outside of the elementary school. Okay? Stiff drinks at Bosco's Pub. And the burgers. My God, you must try the burgers. Bosco's Pub. Uh, you can find them online and then find out exactly where you're going. Um, someone said it's not hard to find, Eric. You're just kind of an idiot. But if you're in the Hudsonville uh, part of uh, West Michigan on the west side along Chicago Drive, that whole... They're trying to like do like a downtown area. It's called Terra Square. That's what they're part of. As soon as you get close to it, oh, I know it's around here somewhere. It's like, where, where's Waldo? Then you just follow your nose to Bosco's. Say hi to Doug and Deedee. They own the joint. It's awesome. It ain't gigantic, but it's clean. It's fast. It's affordably priced. Drinks are stiff. Beer is cold. Burgers are great. You'll have a great time at Bosco's Pub. And who knows what legendary classic rocker you will see there at Bosco's. Thank you. Thank you, Bosco's. Uh, brand new, um, what do you call it? Uh, advertiser marketing on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Okay. The latest from this horrible incident in uh on the east side of the great state of Michigan that kind of captivated the, uh, the world because of the sinister uh, level of involvement from the parents. There's three things going on here. If you had just a school shooting, you know, it's like when they normally happen, you just pick up the pieces and say, oh, my God, why? How did this happen? Why? How did this happen? Um, in this one, we do know why, um, and we do know how it happened. And there's there's just new – there's uh, – uh, elevated things in this story that make this one that much more uh, insane and dare I say fascinating. And that is how fucked up the parents are, how badly this school screwed up. There's even stories about them, just the school now, this Oxford high school destroying social media evidence. Now, I don't know if that's true. That allegation is being made. Uh, there's a lot of shit being slung. You know something was wrong with this story. When the day of the shooting, that superintendent announced, he announced on the day that the bodies are still in the school, and this is true. I'm not even being a smartass here. They hadn't yet cleared the crime scene, and the superintendent says, uh, we met with the alleged shooter, and um, it was an unrelated disciplinary measure, and we decided there was no need for discipline. Um, I'm sorry, and th that I, I watched that press conference. That is, those are all lies. Okay, that is a that because the disciplinary hearing did have something to do with it, and there was discipline in need there. And you didn't do anything. Uh, we are so sorry about the loss of life. Uh, yeah, we didn't do anything. We had nothing to do with this. Um, so that is just bullshit. 
And that, and as soon as I saw that, I went, wait a minute, why is he saying that? I think he just revealed something. Huh? Uh, probably nothing, but it was something. Because now anybody who's read anything about this story uh, is, is, uh, is, is pretty much intrigued with the whole uh, a bit of evidence, uh, which I'll get to more on in just a second, that puts them on the hot seat. And then the parents, all that bullshit. It isn't often that you have these two absurdities with the school shooting. Normally, it's just crazy fucking kid um, loses his mind and shoots up the school. And then everybody in the family uh, treated him well. You know, you hear about this all the time. There, there was no issues whatsoever in a lot of these school shootings. This one, there was. The parents were fucking batshit crazy. And the school did a horrible job of uh, keeping the people safe. So, with that as a backdrop, today is a bad day because another asshole has tried is is uh, claiming violence on like the middle school now this exact school okay Oxford Community Schools and this has been a rash in uh, this stupid state that I live in where um, people have been calling schools even around here which is you know two and a half hours away from where that is people call into the school yeah man hey I tell you what uh, there's a there's a bomb and or I'm gonna shoot up the school and then they call off school that's been happening hell. In Allegan, students actually said that the teacher threatened to shoot up the school. Now, I'm of the opinion that this was Hopkins School District. That, I mean, most kids in Hopkins are shitheads, okay? And, in fact, the entire Allegan County is full of shitheads. There is not one good student in any of the schools in Allegan County. There, it's a fact. If you were to take all of these kids, they're all shitheads. So I do not believe that the teacher threatened to shoot up the school. I believe the kids got clever, and which is amazing, and said that the teacher, they, you know, said that, but they're making it all up. That's what I believe. Anyway. The latest is that Oxford High School, the middle school, K through eight, um, just when they went back to full in-person schedule on Monday, some asshole included a specific threat at the middle school. School officials say they let law enforcement know. Wow, well, that's refreshing. The school officials at Oxford decided to, uh, you know, err on the side of caution this time, as opposed to, you know, when they had Crumley sitting with them with like, uh, you know, the gun sticking out of the backpack. It wasn't even in the backpack. It was in the mesh. You could actually see the gun. That may not be true. I might be making that up. Might as well. You know, who knows? We don't have all the facts. The fact that the kid you know, had a, uh, a schematic and a map basically of, uh, uh, help me the voices in my head with dead kids on a drawing that this little fucking R word maggot drew. And then they go, ah, go on back to the class. Come on. This is, I tell you what, we're going to hang this drawing. I mean, you know, like when you, when you go to a school, you see, they, they, they hang up all the stupid drawings of the kids. When you walk in there, every one of them looks like shit. Oxford probably framed that one and hung it on the wall, these pieces of shit. 
Now in this one, though, they're like, hey, we better be careful. We better let law enforcement know that somebody uh, threatened the school. So uh, investigators and security experts are looking into the threat. And uh, school officials are sweeping the buildings. This is what they should have done in the first place. I cannot believe that this even happened. Meanwhile, did you hear that the mom and dad have uh, like two high-priced lawyers? I mean, they, I don't know how these two pieces of shit got money, but I think they have money. You know, um, they got two high-priced lawyers and their fucking kid has the public defender. My God. I can't recall in history of all the school shootings ever that the parents are locked in the same jail as the kid. This is true. And prosecutors are saying they are not done with the school. Someone at the school may have, because of their inaction, may have put themselves in jeopardy of charges. What? Oh, my God. Oh. Mom and dad are in court today for a probable cause hearing. Um, and this article uh, uh, calls it a tragedy. I, I, I hate the use of tragedy. Tragedy to me is like accident. Okay. They need to use words like massacre and attack because that's what it was. Not a tragedy. A tragedy is, you know, like when a plane goes down because of a mechanical failure. That's a tragedy. When a little fuck um, walks through the school shooting kids, that's not a tragedy. That is an attack. Just the name Crumley. Sounds like a, a, a name that should be a family of shitheads. The Crumley family. You know? Um, they've, they've pleaded not guilty to four counts of involuntary manslaughter. They each face a maximum prison sentence of 60 years and maximum fines of $30,000 if convicted on all four counts of murder, of manslaughter, of involuntary manslaughter. The court will hear testimony to determine whether there is enough probable cause to proceed to trial. According to WDIV-TV, it is possible that additional charges could be filed against these two pieces of shit. Tate Meir, Hannah St. Juliana, Madison Baldwin, and Justin Schilling killed in the shooting two weeks ago. Six other students and one teacher were injured in the incident. Prosecutors say James Crumbly bought the pistol for the little shit days before the massacre. Mom and dad have been held at the same jail as their piece of shit son. Um, the parents may not be the last to face charges in connection with the school shooting. School officials are being investigated for possible failures at taking steps to protect other students. The attorney... Um, for one of the two parents is the same uh, person who represented uh, Larry Nasser. She's doing the old, yeah, it's not a court of public opinion. It's a court of, uh, we, we're, we're gonna, not going to try this in the public, uh, 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 whatever. We're going to try this in the courtroom. So, you know, she's doing that shit. She's used to losing. The prosecutor 
told CNN that during the meeting that the parents did not attempt. Okay, let me back up here. This is key. According to Karen McDonald, the Oakland County prosecutor, on the day of the shooting, a teacher noticed the disturbing drawing by Ethan. It depicted a semi-automatic handgun pointing at the words, the thoughts won't stop, help me. And a drawing of a bullet with blood everywhere written above it. I, I hate to bring this point up every time, but what happened to zero tolerance? Remember that? What happened there? How did this, how did all of these, and it wasn't, you know, you, you hear about the, 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 the most slight reference to any type of violence, and usually the school uh, uh, behaves so swiftly and thoroughly and gets the kid out of the school that parents are usually like, well, come on, that's, that's, you're overstepping. And then everybody goes, well, it's zero dollar and zero tolerance. How did you, how did, for once, we don't need zero tolerance. We actually have a blueprint of death here. And a trove of online proof from this kid that he planned it. And you went, nah, how? Oh, you're so fucked. School officials called the parents in for a conference after which they refused to take their son out of school. Another failure. And he was allowed to return to class. McDonald told CNN that during the meeting, the parents did not attempt to locate the gun or to see if their son had it in his possession. Instead... So the dad is like, uh, I don't, he could have checked there, the dad, but instead he drove home to check to make sure it was there. So think about that. He could have just unzipped and said, oh, there's the gun. But instead he drove miles and opened a drawer, no gun. Meanwhile, bang, bang, it's happening at that time. My God. McDonald later told Anderson Cooper they didn't even disclose it at that moment or check to see if their son had that weapon or go right home and look to see where the weapon was. We know that because right after the public, the public being notified about an active shooter, dad drives to his house and it was for one reason to look for that weapon, finds it missing, then calls 911 and says this gun is missing and I think my son is the shooter. Holy shit. My God. Authorities did not provide a motive, but McDonald had said there was a mountain of digital evidence against Ethan Crumley suggesting that the massacre was planned. This was not just an impulsive act, she said. Wow. Assistant Prosecutor Mark Keese said the suspect deliberately brought the handgun that day with the intent to murder as many students as he could. My God, what a colossal failure. In my opinion, I mean, I don't even know how it, how it works. I mean, if uh, there's going to be more lawsuits, I mean, Figer is just the tip of the iceberg and that is the one guy you don't want. I mean, uh, he is, he's uh, he does his job. Well, you absolutely need to play dramatics and emotion into it. And he knows exactly what he's doing. He will win that. Um, when with $100 million, how does that even work with a school? Is it obviously an insurance thing would have to be in place there, but Wow. There is no end to this story. You know, typically I talked about it. You know, when you see a mass shooting, it's like just uh, you're just uh, you're just picking up the pieces asking why and how did this happen and candlelight vigils. Not this one. This one is we know exactly what the fuck happened. All these fucking maniacs and losers caused this to take place. It's insane. Shit. I hate that this is all true. Let the let it uh, let it. Hopefully, this will uh, you know 
schools will get back to that thorough, thorough. This is, okay, I will never, ever complain about zero tolerance policies at a school. My God. You, you shouldn't even be able to think about it without them sending you home. Shit. Okay. We're going to lighten the mood coming up with Mr. Excitement himself. The one and only Big Dick Donnie Veltman. That's right. The one and only Big Dick Donnie Veltman will join us in moments at the end of the day. Don Veltman is still standing. I'll bring him along momentarily. Perfect opportunity for me to tell you about Full House Comedy. Go to fullhousecomedy.com. For those who don't know, there is only one comedy outlet in West Michigan. And full house comedy venues are popping up all over the place. Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids. The Listening Room. Spectrum Lanes. Rockford Lanes. Howard City Lanes. Wherever there's a stage and where people can meet. Park Theater. There's probably some I'm forgetting. Not to mention the first and largest Back Alley Comedy Club, the original in Muskegon next to Sherman Bowling Center. It doesn't end. Fullhousecomedy.com if you want to go see a show. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three in one triple security you know a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door you're gonna have to pay a monthly fee that is not the case with the eufy video smart lock e330 and by the way i want you to search e-u-f-y video lock that's e-u-f-y video lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door the eufy video lock is easy to install set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required thank goodness because if i did that there'd be holes all over the place it'd be horrible keyless entry no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters one second unlocking with get this ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be it's fingerprint recognition on this thing you gotta try this out search eufy video lock that's e-u-f-y video lock or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock full three-in-one triple security with eufy say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill uh, probably a terrible time, but, uh, it's completely different. Um, if you want to carry your pistol concealed, call upon my friends at Prince Arming. Steve Prince is the master of training. Okay. Um, what you do is you go to princearming.com. 
and sign up for the class. I am boldly proclaiming that you should be able to carry your pistol concealed, despite that horrible story that we had before. Two entirely different things. Uh, every, every rule of gun safety was broken in the Crumley household. If you take the class at Prince Arming, you would never dream of behaving the way the Crumleys did. Unless you're a crazy asshole. PrinceArming.com. You got a class coming up in January. The class will set you back $125, eight hours of your time, and then you will have the certification you need to carry your pistol concealed. And everyone should. 616-204-1705. Call or text if you want to sign up for the class class in um, West Michigan. And then finally, TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. An amazing place for so much fun. My God. Tomorrow is Little League Day. Little League Day at TC Paintball. So much fun. So if you got a kid who plays maybe too many video games, doesn't get out that much, and maybe uh, you, you're like, hey, let's do something fun. He's like, nah, I don't want, I'd rather play this video game and masturbate. Um, you know, say, hey, why don't we go play a real-life video game and play paintball? And the kid's like, oh, my God. Yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of a pussy, Dad. I don't, I don't want to get shot by a... Uh, a, a high-velocity paintball gun says, yeah, I know. I know you're a pussy. We're going to use, uh, it's Little League Day. Those don't hurt, I promise you. Well, I don't believe you, Dad, because I'd rather talk to my video game. No, 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 no. Come on, let's go. And then you grab him by the ear. You drag him in the car, and then you take him over to TC Paintball. You give Rick a couple of bucks, and then boom, off you go. Little League, fun. Adults can play with the kids. Or if uh, the big boys want to get together and play, that's fine too. Or maybe if you have a kid it's not a pussy, uh, like, you know, the Tarantula Farmer's Kids, you can uh, just use the uh, stuff that the big boys use. Walk in, uh, fill out waiver, pay money, uh, play paintball for three hours. Love it, love it, love it. TCPaintballGR.com. It has been too long since we have featured this legend. Ladies and gentlemen, from Hawaii, is that right? Yeah, I'm in Hawaii. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Back up a foot and a half. My camera setup is weird. Actually, Tilt your camera up a little. Yes, now I see. I know it seems uh, counterintuitive, but now you're framed up nicer. Uh, first of all, what the hell are you doing in Hawaii, Don? Uh, just family vacation, just getting away. Now, didn't wasn't there a monsoon or something that hit when you were there? Yeah, pretty much right as we got here, it was uh, Kona Low, and it swept through, and it rained basically from we got here. Uh, last, not last Friday, the previous Friday, and it rained pretty much through Tuesday, Wednesday. There was flash flood warnings. It was state of emergency. Were you, were you concerned that you'd have to like take shelter or some shit? It, it was actually getting to that point, yeah, because uh, <laughs> we're in a low-lying area, so um, it was starting to get to that point. Is it not just after 4 a.m. there right now? It is. It's just after 4 a.m. Why did you agree to do this? I gave you a perfect out. We didn't have to do this. Why did you agree to do this? I'm not sure why I agreed to Like, in retrospect, like, uh, as yeah. I was waking up this morning, I was like, I, I don't know why I did this. Yeah, I tried to talk you out of it. I said, you don't have to do that. I, I mean, well, we can reconvene at a later date, but if you really want to. But I think you were you were fired up at the time, right? I was. Yeah, I think I was pretty fired up. Got some good things going. So 
Um, oh. was pretty excited about it. And then, uh, you know, the alarm hit at 3.40 a.m. And uh, yeah, then. I, I'm curious what a. I'm listening to your show beforehand. I get to follow. At least you transitioned uh, with the TC paintball ad there that at least there was some transition where I didn't go straight <laughs> in after. <laughs> About school shooting, school shooting. Yeah. Come on! I'm sitting there listening to this, and I'm like, "Oh, this is awesome! This is like uh, when you go up after a comic that absolutely bombed." And uh, <laughs> like, awesome! Thanks for setting me up, Eric. Well, Don, I, I'm curious. Uh, a fired up Don Veltman, I think, is. I mean, I've never. I, have I? Was that fired up when I was talking to you? Is that the most fired up you get? Because no offense, but. You're not exactly a uh, excitable one. <laughs> um, I, probably the last time uh, that I was on was probably the most fired up I've been. And that was when Funny Business Agency pulled the rug out from under you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? You're very consistent, Don, and that's key because you've had some times in the past two years where you could very easily have gotten too low, and thank God uh, you didn't. So that's very, very good. I'm glad that you are still slugging. Thank you. Hey, are you on a Facebook ban or something? Yeah, well, actually, I am on a Facebook ban, but the show doesn't appear live anymore on Facebook. Okay. I I do it here now. Eventually, I'm going to get to a place where I'm going to start here, and Facebook is going to show like the first five or ten minutes of it. And then I'm going to pull the plug on it so that more people will come here. But this is my new video platform. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I brought up a sore subject there or not. But. No, no, not at all. I actually, I kept getting banned because I tell people to fuck off all the time. And then so, but that, that hurts me because then I can't, um, uh, what do you call it? Live stream. So uh, I uh, met with these folks and figured it out. And so I'm slowly but surely building the audience on here for the live stream. Are you going to start playing video games on here too? No, no, that's that was the big joke because for that's all Twitch has been known for. But then Amazon purchased Twitch and hired this guy that I call the Canadian Twitch uh, guru, whose job it is to put shows on. That's what they've kind of branched out to, trying to get this style of content on there. So, what nice. else? I I marvel at some of these people who play video games. In fact, um. One of the audience members, Corey in Maine, he, he, he'll he put a video game on and then narrate while he's playing. And I'll see these people that have 100,000 people watching. And I'm like, what a horrible way to live, to watch some fucking nerd play a video game. That seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, my son watches that at times. So, yeah. I, I, a lot yeah. of times it's like this weird... I think the ones he watches might be on YouTube, but it's like this British guy with this annoying as hell voice. Oh, man, it drives me nuts. I would rather my children watch pornography than video games. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would feel better about them watching going to the website sexyamputees.com than <laughs> than watching video games. I'm gonna need to look that up now, probably. See if that really exists. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm laughing at my own joke, but I think that's funny. But anyway, um, the reason why you wanted to get on here is because 
Now, after the dust has settled, you are the big swinging dick in comedy in Grand Rapids. You, you well, in my opinion, you were in the first place. You were kind of like circling around Dr. Grins. And I know that you don't have any problem with them, but still, it's competition. You want to squash them like a bug because as quick as they're gone, that means you're wide open in the end zone and you've done it, Don. Yeah, um, that's that's a tough one because uh, the way it all went down with them. And I mean, people lost jobs and whatnot. So, I, I, I mean, there's... You, you can hire them. You can hire them. <laughs> that let's let's open that up for any people. January one, you're losing a job because Doctor Grins went belly up. There are many venues that you can work at. You just need to contact FullHouseComedy.com. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, this has to be. Uh, I mean, like you said, uh, bittersweet because of that reason. But when you think about it, um, you having that, the booker, uh, funny business agency who you would pay these people to book shows for you, correct? Yeah. They pulled the rug out from under you because they were afraid that you were like eating away at Dr. Grins. Is that what we were able to figure out? I mean, that was always the vibe that I got, I couldn't really come up with anything else. Um, nothing else really made sense. So, uh, you know, I can't say that was, or wasn't the case, but nothing else really makes a lot of sense. Well, you were unceremoniously, uh, you, you, it was taken away from you, yeah. the opportunity. So you, at that point, now you have a pandemic and I don't even know what stage of the pandemic we were in, in terms of crowds. If that wasn't bad enough, you have no way to get shows. Yeah, it was right as we were coming out. Um, so the announcement had been made that uh, we were coming out. We had like, a, it was a pretty short notice, actually. Uh, it was just like a couple weeks notice that we had. So that's basically right as that was happening is when I found out. Um, so yeah, that was, that was rough. Like that wasn't the greatest timing. You know, I take it back. I think the most I ever saw you fired up was when you figured out on your own that you had all of the tools necessary to not need the booker. You discovered that on your own, correct? Yeah. How, yeah, I, how did that happen? I basically had to. I had to. It was sink or swim at that point. And, um, you know, there was that brief period of time where I was like, fuck it, I'm sinking. Um, I, I think I can say that on Twitch, right? Sure, you can say whatever you want. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, it kind of was at that point for a little while, and I was like, shit, I got to try to swim. You know, that fight or flight uh, kind of sinks in, and you, you're you either going to drown or swim. So I tried to start swimming and found out that uh, I'm fucking Michael Phelps uh, in comedy, I guess. Yes, because uh, you didn't, you figured out, hey, I don't even need this fucking booker. I can just, I've, I've got enough inroads because I've, been doing this for long enough i'll just do it myself booking the shows which normally is a huge burden on one's time and sometimes it's uh, it's tough to get the right comics on there but uh you've fucking figured it out and i'm in fact i think this is a perfect opportunity oops to uh take a look at uh what you have going on because i see a number of amazing shows coming that you are extremely stoked about isn't that right don yeah definitely um 
we just picked up, uh, this was kind of in the workings before all of this happened. I had heard some rumors about grins from a comedian, um, that something was happening by her, they would relocate. And I'm, I'm sure that's still a possibility, but, uh, it probably wouldn't be till fall, even that they could, you know, really light something back up. Right. Right. Um, so I'd heard that something was coming. Um, we had found a place that we felt really good about being like a Friday, Saturday club venue. Okay. Um, so we met with them, kind of lined everything up and the plan was just to like kind of pop in a few shows here and there. And can you, and have you said yet what that is? I haven't said it on here, but yeah, we have said it online. We've got shows popping up there. It's at Creston Brewery. Okay. They've, you, they've hosted Laugh Fest shows. Um, they have a beautiful uh, second story venue that is just amazing. Um, we actually have a show there. We had this, just had this one show that was planned uh, before this all happened. Uh, Chris Porter. Yep. Uh, I see that. Friday. So, but then while I was in Hawaii, I got the call from uh, a comedian friend that was scheduled at Grins, and he was said, "Hey, they're canceling everybody. I just got canceled." Wow. Uh, so they're not going to be obviously doing shows this winter, spring. Um, so at that point, I kind of jumped in and got a hold of uh, Creston Brewery and said, "Hey, um, we should go now." Right. So, right. So that January 14th, we'll have shows pretty much every week. Well, yeah, every weekend, except for Laugh Fest. So let me get this straight. Uh, pandemic, lose booking agency, change name of uh, venue, f- a company from Back Alley Comedy Club to Full House Comedy. Now it's an umbrella business with numerous venues, Correct. Correct. All since, oh my God, this is the worst day of my life. You've, you've increased, you, isn't that remarkable? That's spectacular. All it's of, crazy to look back on. Yeah. Most businesses in the pandemic that require people to f- stay afloat don't become a uh, region wide uh, monopoly. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the, seriously, Don, this is spectacular. Thanks. So Creston Brewery, Rockford Lanes, Park Theater. Uh, I didn't know what the Fraunthal Center was. Am I saying that right? Yeah, the Fraunthal Center. It's a theater in Muskegon. We have got some bigger theater shows. um, Yeah. In the works, uh, Michael Winslow is going to be there January 6th. and 7th. He's on the 6th, and then on the 7th, he's at the Park Theater. Yeah, of course, Howard City Lanes. We all know that. You can stand next to the ATM and do comedy. Yeah. Uh, you're in, you've got a, a full house comedy venue in Traverse City, Michigan, Don. Um, I'm that's more like a partner okay. uh, club. So have you I think you've had Mike Jeter on before. Yep. Um, if if not, you should. Um that's a club that he pretty much set up and there's a nice Stuart Lazar is the owner up there, but it's a great routing opportunity. Like I love working with other Michigan clubs uh, to route people through. I mean, it's just better for all of us. Yep. yep. So what happens is competition for me. So that helped me get Christopher Titus. Cause I could say, Hey, you know, here's another market that you could do. Right. 
So when you're dealing with comedians like that, you know, they're looking for longer runs and markets as far away from each other as possible. They want to work. So if they can do multi days in different towns, that's, I mean, that's what they do for a living. They, they, they do comedy in front of people. So Traverse city, then of course, back alley comedy club in Muskegon park theater, Billy's lounge, spectrum lanes, uh, uh, listening room still shows. I'm sure we'll go on there. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And then all the while, this all pops up. You're on the phone booking guests. I see you have comedy uh, um, all the way till October. Next October, you've got shows all the way till then. And it's a, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. It's a who's who of great comedy. Yeah, there's some uh, stuff already that's almost closed for November that like Colin Mockery, um, he'll be at. He'll be at the Froenthal. I can pretty much say that. I remember that. He was from Whose Line Is, is It Anyway? He's very, very funny. Colin Mockery. I love him. Yeah. Boy, man. And uh, I see you booked Jimmy Kimmel's sister, Jill, who's very, very funny. I didn't even know she was. She did comedy. Yeah, she's actually very funny. Uh, she's been on Jimmy's show and other shows multiple times. She's a, just an absolute sweetheart, too. When it comes to Tony Hinchcliffe on tour, uh, two shows at the Park Theater on February 25th. How did you get that one? Because that's one of my, our, our, your pal and mine, Ben Glaze, who says uh, suicide jokes in front of uh, suicide <laughs> prevention fundraisers. Uh, what, what was, uh, how do you go about booking a show like that, Tony Hinchcliffe? I wish he was doing, uh, like, at times he'll do a comedy show and then his Kill Tony podcast which would have been great to have been on that. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately he's uh, just doing the comedy shows. So we don't get to experience that situation, but uh, yeah, actually a good friend of mine. Um, that's an agent. Um, was one of the first guys I really reached out to that um, hooked me up with a big, a big act. He's Eddie Griffin's agent. Okay. We became, we became good friends. Um, and then he picked up, Hinchcliffe and he was kind of walking me through it the whole time. Like, Hey, I'm meeting with him. This is going on. And yep. when he landed Tony, I was the first person he contacted. It seems to me like you're getting these acts because you're friendly with people. I think that's important. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think it really is. Yeah. And you need to, you need to be friendly with people. You need to make uh, those relationships. So in that relationship that got me Tony Hinchcliffe, he also introduced me to the owner of the New York Comedy Club, uh, Emilio Savone. And then Emilio has been setting me up with, he's got, uh, you know, the big, one of the biggest comedy clubs in New York. Okay. Um, and then also branches throughout. He's, they've got a place in Atlantic City and different places throughout the Northeast. Um, so he's tight with a lot of these agents because they're always trying to get him to book shows. Um, he's got a big brand. So, so he if, started hooking me up with these agents, yeah. also comedians that work at his clubs. It's, it's crazy. He's got uh, Mark Norman does a show every Wednesday at his club. Wow. Okay. And so, yeah, that's, you know, you then doing your diligence on the phone, trying if you're like, Hey, Mark Norman, if he routes Chicago, Detroit, I can add him five days of shows at uh, whatever uh, venues in West Michigan, up to Traverse City, whatever it may be. You have a, you've kind of like become a little spot in that pipeline. Isn't that correct? 
Exactly. Yeah. So that's, you know, Mark Norman's a guy I'd love to have out. Um, what was I going to, Oh, Robert Kelly, February 17th. My God. Um, I would love to, uh, uh, can, you know, get out to these shows and actually spend time with them beforehand. I like to do that, go and actually interview them at the venue or even zoom on here. Uh, whatever, whatever it takes to get, uh, numbers. Um, we, we got to keep be, uh, banging that drum, you know, with, uh, with yeah, these, with these comics, whatever you want to do, if you want to come out, uh, to a show and do it in person, I'm sure there's, uh, I can get that set up with a lot of these guys. I see the name Vic D D Batetto. Yep. Is that the guy who screams at the camera? Screams at the camera. He He's does. He has a bunch of viral videos where he like rants. Yeah. Is that the guy? Yeah. It makes I think it funny. So, yeah. He's got a lot of different like alter egos. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hal Sparks, uh, Rob Little, Michigan guy, Brad Williams in April. Hey, Rob Little's great. You have raved about this gentleman named Shane Smith oh, forever. Man, Shane Smith. Shane Smith, like, do yourself a favor if you don't know who Shane Smith is. Come to the show. Uh, you can't find his current show online. He just hasn't taped anything. The closest thing he did was he he just put out uh, something on YouTube, one of his stories, uh, and I I can't. It was about playing. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. You don't do it. You're gonna ruin it, Don. <laughs> no, you're not gonna ruin it because I don't even think he's doing this one in his show. But uh, when he was just out, he had these four stories, and I. He used to open for Burt Kreischer, and I told him, I said, man, you should put these, the stories that you just told, you should have those on uh, YouTube, man, because these show or these stories are better than Kreischer's The Machine Story. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that. Like, I was in tears, like, the entire show. Like, his, the show consists of basically two different stories that went on for, you know, probably <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes. And literally, I'm just in tears the whole time. The, the first one that he was telling about his uh, murderer, his attempted murderer, like he's about 10, 15 minutes into it. And his best friend is his opening act. Yeah. And I know a lot of this stuff is based in truth, usually. Uh, a lot of comedy is based in truth. So I went to his friend and I said, you know, I know a lot of this stuff's based in truth. Like, how true is this story? Because this is crazy. Yeah. It's a hundred percent true, and it hasn't even got crazy yet. Wow! Yes, You're yes, right. It hadn't gotten crazy yet. You know, it's funny because I've talked to you about this before, and you said, "I know this is legit because what you described to me a day and a half ago was exactly what you just said," which means it really stuck with you. And you indicated to me that of two shows he did, he told four stories, and that was his act: two in one show, two more in the other show. Yeah, and he kept. I mean, everybody loved it. Absolutely. We're just dying. I love that. I love that type of comedy the most. And because that's, I guess, a hard thing to do. Not not all comedy uh, comedians will do that. Just tell you a fucking story for an hour and a half or yeah, however long. To be able to keep it funny all the way through. Like the, the only time I've really seen something like that is Kreitcher with some of his stories. And I feel like Shane's one of those kind of generational storytellers. Uh, that's just a tough, yeah. That's a tough act, right there, to do 
just some stories, especially to do two, just two stories for right, right. Like over an hour. And there was never like really a lull where you're like, okay, like, I mean, you got to keep firing away. Yeah. Yeah. That's people engaged. So to be able to do that with just two stories, that's, that's crazy. Oh man. I love that. True stories is even crazier. And he's coming in early May. So all of these shows, full house, uh, comedy.com fullhousecomedy.com man i tell you what uh is there anything else you need to need to talk about i i, I know you wanted to get into you four in the morning for god's sake and get this out that's just fantastic um seriously is there anything else that you need to tell these folks um well yesterday we just announced anthony rodia um he's he's a guy that's doing theaters um so that was a pretty big get for us at Creston, Creston Brewery. Okay. That'll be an amazing show. Anthony is do yourself a favor. Check, just check his stuff out online. Um, okay. To the show, but um, probably here in the next five, six hours, I'll probably be able to announce probably Jay Moore. Nice. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. After everybody gets up and going. A uh, couple, yeah. couple more questions for you. Number one, are you going back to bed or are you staying up? I'm going back to bed. For okay. Sure. Number two, are you aware that a uh, funny business agency blocked me on Twitter? You did. You did tell me that. Okay. Uh, good. Apparently, when you uh, got the rug pulled out from under you, you and I had a discussion, and I think I tagged them in the video or something like that. And I think that they saw it and got pissed off and butt hurt about the whole thing. So I am now blocked, which is interesting because why would I give a fuck about being blocked about some stupid agency that books comedians, you know, seriously, I can still tag them in my post when I, when I uh, uh, go up their ass with a wire brush, like we have again today, or at least I have, you haven't. I, yeah, I'm staying that. I'm I'm Switzerland in this at this point. Uh, okay, Don does not think you guys suck dick. Okay, Don has nothing to do with that. I, however, think you're a bunch of assholes and can go fuck yourselves. How does that sound, Don? I, it's perfect. I actually had a great conversation with Eric Yoder, who used to. He's not with the agency anymore. Oh, good. Well, yeah, because they suck Perfect. dick. He a, yeah, he and I. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, yeah, I had a great conversation where I felt like, despite the fact he doesn't work there anymore, I felt like it got me some some closure on everything. Um, I mean, it was maybe a week or so after our conversation where okay. I kind of put it to bed, where it was like, you know, honestly, like they did me a favor. Um, none of this would have happened otherwise. Right, right. This is a good thing that they're shitty. Let me just say, if you are, listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you are ever in another town, like outside of West Michigan and you're seeing a comedian and the comedian sucks, odds are it was booked by funny business. (laughs) Uh, I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's comedy. It's just ball breaking. I love you. I'm sure you're all wonderful people. You're not allowed to joke like that anymore. I think that's uh, you're canceled. Okay, get no more jokes. We can't do that. You're right. We're canceled. Okay. Um, no, in all honesty, that is something crazy to me in comedy. Something that I love about Dave Chappelle is 
um, that whole cancel culture. Like it's jokes, man. Like yes. seriously, seriously. At the end if of the you're day. gonna get offended by them, then don't listen. What about? Did you watch the latest one? Um, yeah, the, the closer. Yeah, the closer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. it's Chappelle's one of the few guys that can pull that off. Where I loved it so got, much. I loved it so much. Nailed with some cancel culture stuff, but you're just never going to cancel Chappelle. I, so. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, I, I think the um, level of expertise in storytelling. I seriously, he could say he could talk for an hour and not even say anything funny, and it's still remarkably engaging. I I've never. Uh, uh, quite. I've I've never seen it quite at that level, you know. And that, and then you throw in his writing ability, and it's so ridiculously funny. And he can the and at the end of that, how starkly serious he got in that special. I highly recommend people watch that. Hey, he's a guy. He had a great take um, years back when uh, he was talking about. Um, I think it was Hurricane Katrina or something like that, and they interviewed Ja Rule like was Ja Rule think about this? And he's like, um, you know, they shouldn't, shouldn't be checking in with celebrities. Like he's a guy that is one of the few comedians out there that I would want to check in with stuff like that. The guy's got beyond being hilarious. Like he's got a great pulse on what's actually going on. Um, yeah, right. he's, he's amazing. Like he, that's one of the greatest of all time. And we're getting, getting to witness it. So being that we're just days away from the uh, Jussie Smollett thing that went down when he was found guilty of lying to the police, I went back and watched more than once in the last couple of days, the, the juicy Smollett bit he did on his pre one of his previous specials. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen that. No, okay. I don't that out. So he, uh, I, I won't give it away. I'm just going to talk about, um, you can give it away. Well, well, I'm not, I, I don't want to. Uh, I can't. Uh, but all he did was leading up to it. He he talked about yeah, people always getting attacked. People are getting attacked and mentally and physically. You ever heard about that French actor? Oh my God, it was horrible. Uh, that uh, very famous French actor, Juicy Smoulier, who was attacked, and then everybody in the crowd it was right at the height of being exposed that this was a lie. Okay. And everybody in the audience goes, oh, no, oh, my God. And then he just murdered him <laughs> in such a spectacular way that. Those are some of my absolute favorite reactions in comedy when you get, like, a groan and oh, then yeah. laugh. Where it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think there's anything better in comedy when a comedian can pull that off where everybody's like, oh, <laughs> Oh, that's just, uh, to me, that's amazing to pull that one off. Speaking of reactions, can you once again describe the reaction when a crowd of war veterans battling thoughts of suicide were faced with a comic telling jokes about killing himself named Ben Glaze? What was the reaction when Ben dipped into suicide jokes amongst veterans white knuckling every day away? We're all, I'm all on the judges panel. Um, we're all just kind of sitting there, and um, Alicia was right next to me from Funny Business. And like, <laughs> first, like her and I kind of looking at each other, like, uh, okay, like he's got to transition off this, right? And then he just keeps doubling down on it. 
and the guy who runs the whole thing, uh, uh, Jonathan James, um, is like looking at me now, like, what the hell? And then finally, you know, other people are coming over and they're like, gotta get him off, man. Gotta get him off stage. Um, can you tell the other comics not to not to go there? Like, <laughs> like legitimately, they had to have like a little conversation with the remaining comics. Like, wow. hey, uh, don't talk about suicide here oh. because that's basically what this whole show is about. Oh, what a fucking idiot! I, you know, I at the time I was at odds with him. Okay, we've since patched it up, but. I said, uh, I remember I was listening to his podcast and he said, yeah, I think I, I think I upset some people. He was talking with his podcast partner, Brett about it (laughs) to this day. It's it's actually become funny somehow. I'm kind of glad he did it now because we can look back and say, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah, it's, it lives on because (laughs) we had the show again, uh, this year in October. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, and John was basically like, hey, just make sure everybody knows not to do that. So we had to have basically (laughs) the one rule, um, hey, don't pull a Ben Glaze. Yes, don't don't do the Ben Glaze Memorial Cringe Award. Holy shit. My God. Well, okay, man. I tell you what, I love talking to you. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Everybody, if they want to do something fun, this is the season. You know, people are indoors. Let's go out to a one of the full house comedy clubs and uh, see a show, uh, have a few drinks, have a few laughs, uh, and, and, and all that sort of fun, okay? Yeah, follow, follow us on Full House Comedy on uh, Facebook. Um, I usually am not banned like Eric, so... <laughs> You can see what shows I have coming up. Hey, how's Ricardo doing? Or I'm sorry, Ricardo Winston. Ricardo, he's doing good. Um, he's not doing a ton of comedy right now. He's got a, a baby. Um, and so he spends a lot of time there. And then he has a really good job. He's uh, he's like a recruiter for truck drivers or something like that. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure, man. Got a great job. So he does comedy here and there. He... Uh, Featured for us um, about a month ago and absolutely killed it. He's got some great material. Like, be nice to see him get out more because that guy really has. Uh, yeah, he's got some really good stuff in the works. That some jokes he's written that aren't really getting heard right now. Can you grab your phone and go wake up the family for us live on the podcast? Like, at, can you go like uh, do take your dick out and do a helicopter in front of your wife? <laughs> um. No, I would have probably went and jumped on my son's bed and uh, woke him up. But how uh, how, yeah. how old is Vaughn? Thirteen. He said he wanted to be on the show. Take off your clothes and get in bed with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! I'm kidding. I mean, I'm kidding. At least you made that the more awkward thing than some of the funny business stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. They, hey, that was all jokes. They would laugh at that. I mean, if they if the company is called Funny Business, they have to laugh at those jokes. Those are good jokes. Those are roast jokes. If they have problems with it, they can call my boss. I think you guys should have a roast battle. Oh, I'd kill them. I'd kill them. It'd be horrible. It'd be so. It'd be a bludgeoning. I don't know if anybody's really funny there. At Funny Business? No. Well, it's because all they do is pick up the phone and tell people that they're not going to help them anymore. That's their daily job. 
That's that's not completely true. It was just true in my case. Um, So, yes, true in my case. Hey, how you doing, Don? This is funny business calling. I know you've been nothing but helpful to us, and I know your business is struggling to survive, but fuck you, click. The one thing I told Eric when we talked was I didn't say anything that wasn't true. (laughs) You're not saying anything that isn't true there. Hey, I'm just the messenger. When you're pointing with the index finger, you should be pointing with the thumb. I didn't fire Don Veltman. Did did I? No, you did. You fired Don Veltman. You can't fire someone who hired you in the first place. Apparently you can because it happened. All right, Don. Well, get back to bed. Enjoy the rest of your time in Hawaii. When do you come back to the great state of Michigan? And let's go, Brandon. Uh, I'm back January 7th. Oh, my God, you fucker. Yeah, I I was hoping you wouldn't ask that question. What an asshole. I can't lie, so, yeah. Oh, fuck you. I hope your comedy clubs go under. (laughs) If it makes you feel any better, it's raining right now. Good, man. I hope there's a fucking volcano that blows up right outside of your door. Sweet. <laughs> okay. I'm going to cut you loose. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. See you. Get the fuck out of here. There you go, Don Veltman. Oh, I think that was my favorite conversation I have ever had with Big Dick Donnie. How great was that? What a wonderful soul. Yes. Spectacular. Fullhousecomedy.com. Uh, Josh says, Big Dick Donnie's like, man, I got up early for this. You're damn right. Cannot wait until trivia with Dale today. Then I can go night-night. That's, that's Schaefer talking because his better half, Andrea, is taking Dale on at 1030. Oh, my God. I got to finish this show because I got to uh, get ready for that. I'm not quite prepared. All right. Um, Let's see. Oh, I got to show you a video. First, let me take care of this. Uh, The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage, uh, refinance the home, first mortgage, 10th mortgage, whatever it may be. And anywhere in the U.S. with the exception of Maine, Alaska, Hawaii, and South Carolina. 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. Reach out and put Mario's team to work for you today. Everything's done online these days. You don't need to be face-to-face. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Frank the Tank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance. Here's one for you. Let's say you have insurance from your employer. And it's all right. It's okay. It's maybe a little less than okay. If you get insurance from your employer every year when it's re-enrollment time, you're going to discover that you're getting a little bit less and you're paying a little bit more. Okay. Until after a number of years of that, you're like, wow. So if I have something like a cancer treatment, I'm on the hook for 20% of this, you know, $300,000 cancer treatment. That is a lot of money, okay? You have an option. Purchase for very low cost 
a supplemental insurance policy. How many times have you been asked at the doctor, do you have a supplemental insurance? 99% of the population says, no, no, I just got my workplace insurance. You can get more insurance. You got to call Frank, call or text 616-914-4070. That supplemental policy covers all the stuff that your shithead insurance you get from your boss does not cover. And it's like very inexpensive. It, would you at least call or text Frank to get more info about it? For Frank's efforts, you pay him nothing, not a thing. That's what I love about Frank the Tank Fuss at my policy shop insurance. If you don't want to call or text, that's okay. Go to buyinsurancehere.com, fill out the form. He'll send you an email or a text back and say, book a time and a place that you want to talk. And it'll say by phone, by Zoom, in person, you pick. Uh, at the coffee shop, doesn't matter. He'll uh, accommodate you in any way necessary. Uh, he is the absolute best, the premier licensed independent insurance agent broker in West Michigan. Uh, five years running. Five-time award winner, licensed independent insurance agent slash broker, winner of the year five times in a row. Tip top of the heap. Everybody else is looking up at Frank's muscly ass. Oh, man. Going to work in some pro wrestling here. This is going to make some of you go, oh, yes, this is. I've been living for this. I love it when he talks pro wrestling. I know of at least one of you, Joey Williamson, who probably already knows about this. Uh, also, Allison from Harbor Humane is a massive wrestling fan. Her and her and her husband, uh, Brad. Am I getting that right, Brad? I always mess up your husband's name. It's Brad. The wrestler known as Hannibal and also Blood Hunter has been banned from an independent professional wrestling promotion. He did something terrible to the ref. 39-year-old Devin Nicholson has been banned and a GoFundMe, I haven't told you yet what he did. A GoFundMe has been set up for the ref. Right now, $4,653. Of the 10000 needed to pay for the ref's medical bills. What in the world is happening here? Hannibal, also known as Blood Hunter, pinned the ref and choked him out. And then pulled out what appears to be like a, uh, a, a stake, a, a sharp metal object, and repeatedly stabbed his head severing an artery in the guy's uh, uh, skull. Holy shit. Now, I'm not even sure. Well, I mean, you, you never know what is what in wrestling. But uh, first of all, let's take a look at this. This is uh, Hannibal himself stabbing this fucking ref. Here's the cameraman. You see all these people around. You know, typical uh, uh, independent scene. Probably this, this, this event. You know how it is in independent wrestling. They always take place in places like a daycare or, um, you know, 
uh, maybe at the local tractor supply, or perhaps a like a uh, 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 fucking Hobby Lobby parking lot, something like that. You know, it doesn't matter as long as they can get the ring up. Let's watch. Oh God, did he just hold on a second here? Let me make sure I got everything I need. Let me make sure I have everything I need because I'm known to screw the audio on these up and or not have the video and shit like that. Nick says independent is another word for trailer park wrestling. All right, let's get into this shit. Watch it. Here we go. He's got a stab. Okay, not only is he stabbing him, he's sucking the blood out. Did you see that? Ah! Oh! oh, they like cut away. Why did they cut away? Okay, now hold on a second here. There's no way this ref was not in on it. I mean, he would be fighting for his life, right? I mean, if this wasn't... Look at this chick. She's like, I don't know. Things are getting out of hand. What a shit show. Look at the blood, man. This fucking guy's dragging him out. The blood's all over the mat. This is Joey Williamson might be beating his meat ringside if he were there. Hold on a second. What the hell happened? Oh, no. He hit him with the belt. Motherfucker. I don't know why this guy is getting banned. This is the best showmanship I have ever seen. The ref is clearly in on it. Video's all shitty. Yeah, hit him. He needs to take that thing and stab him like right in the neck, you know? Yeah, there you go. That's it. Make him humble. Yes! I'm becoming a wrestling fan. This is great. We need more of this in wrestling. Except, you know, you got to start like punching kids and shit like that. Okay. A little bit more on this. Um, hold on a second. You're like, hey, man, how, how, how badly was this guy injured? Um, if you look, if you click on the GoFundMe, look at this dude's head. Look at this idiot's head. Uh, my good friend was involved in a spot last night where it involved him getting stabbed multiple times in the head with a spike as Hannibal blood hunter went crazy and just would not stop. Uh, Lando was bleeding out in the ring as it was happening. He had surgery to repair the torn artery, which will be very speedy. 
Lando is recovering and is currently doing okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, he's his head's all stapled up. No big deal. This is legendary in my opinion. The guy was in on it. Uh, no problem. The, uh, the wrestling organization has said, we have banned so-and-so, Hannibal Blood Hunter. Yeah, the guy wears a luchador mask. All he has to do is put a different one on. Now you have a great work. The CEO of world-class pro wrestling, Jerry Bostic, denounced it. World-class moving forward will not be associated with Devin Nicholson in any way, shape, form, or fashion, he said in a video statement. Uh, we have the asshole of the day nominees. Who's it going to be? Talked about uh, Kevin Kuyper's dad looking like Eddie Money. We had the NFK getting a nice message on the side of the coffee maker. We did a live cameo for Nick, which is horrible. We talked about hate listeners. Uh, we talked about the Crumblies and the Oxford schools. Boy, I you know, with that one, I really have a tough time figuring out who's more of an asshole here. The Crumley family or the Oxford schools. Eric for asshole of the day for what he said to Donnie. No, I didn't say anything wrong. Just because it made him uncomfortable. Okay. Just because he wants to make everybody happy doesn't mean I have to make everyone happy. When do I ever like... uh, Uh, Go out of my way, try to make people feel better for acting like an asshole. Case in point, uh, fucking Jeffrey Dean Root Epstein. Adam says, big dick Donnie Veltman for not waking up his kid who wanted to be on the show. Sexy voice Andrea, asshole of the day. Eric for not having emotes yet. I have an update. So Sean is Canadian Twitch guru number two. He sent me all the emotes. And then he said, hey. We got to have a meeting to figure so I can show you how to use these. I go, okay, great. Uh, Whatever day works best for you. Okay, great. And then we've had that email about 100 times. And then every time I email him, it's like, okay, how does this time work? He says, hey, what time works for you? And I go, how about this time? And then the time I suggest passes like two days. I don't hear from him. He doesn't like respond. So I'm like, oh my God. And I'm, I'm like, fucking, I don't know how to, how to, make it happen so i don't want to upset anybody because i really depend on these people but it's not this is not on me i'm gonna give myself asshole the day for failing at the audio doesn't do much for helping event helping momentum on the show i'm embarrassed by that that's why i'm giving myself asshole the day it's very embarrassing fuck ah well maybe one day i'll get it right Thank you, folks. I appreciate you. We're going to do Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia at 1030. Please join me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And that's always a good time. Dale will take on Sexy Voice Andrea and uh, with in trivia. And that is 29 minutes away. So if you want, go to patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Eric Zane, all one word for my Patreon. That's going to put it out for the wraps on today's show. Thank you, folks. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.